Hello and welcome to our podcast, Realities. In this episode, we hear from asylum seekers and refugees based in the north of England, talking about the health service. Uh, when I arrived in this country, I didn't know anything. I was pregnant. I didn't know that I was pregnant. Only one day morning when I woke up and I had pain in my leg. And I went, there was a surgery just opposite my house where I used to live. I went to that surgery because I thought in Pakistan, we do have private clinics. You just go, you pay. You don't need to be registered. So I thought the same. It will be the same here because I wasn't told by anyone. And I wasn't aware that you need to be registered. You need to be go and get yourself registered with the GP surgery. And then you can only go to, to that surgery. So I went there and they checked in the record. And there was no record of me because obviously I wasn't um, registered there. And I didn't know. So they said, um, so where do you live? And I told them this. And they said, who is your GP? I said, what does that mean? Uh, okay, so which surgery are you registered? I said, what does that mean? I'm in pain I'm dying and then there was one lady who was really like she was uh, nice and she then tried to help and uh, she said um, she said to the other receptionist that this lady looks in uh, severe pain might be there is an emergency I think we can ring 999 to send me to the hospital and then the, uh, the, after the scan they told me that you have ectopic you had ectopic pregnancy mm-hmm. so uh, imagine it was dangerous situation I wasn't aware I'd, it could be something serious as well if you're not registered with the GP. But, I mean, they operated me on time. Uh, they removed my tube. Uh, I was saved. And then I tell other people that you need to. Uh, but how many people know mm-hmm. until they have had experience similar or mm-hmm. um, different? But I wasn't aware. Actually, myself, I didn't have any big issues with NHS. When uh, they sent me to Newcastle, social worker came and uh, brought me to the GP, and I registered there. Sometimes I had problem with the translation because when I asked for my language interpreter, they asked for other person who was who had similar language but not from my language. That was big issue for me. When I explained something, he translated something else to the doctor. They thinking, and they haven't got any choice. They think they uh, translating um, the same things or the same uh, um, like uh, disease or uh, these things, but it's not. It's different. They translating something else. The translation was problem for me. Mm-hmm. But the doctor, the medicine, I didn't have problem with it. And in overall, getting receiving the help through NHS or hospital, yes, there is a problem when you have got no status, when you are a refused asylum seeker, and especially if you are a single person. If you have got children mm-hmm. and family, I think it's much, um, e- I will not say it's much easier. It, it, um, your family and having that, that, those circumstances makes it easy for you to access health services, if, especially if you have, have got a child under the age of 18. Um, then it helps you to get the treatment even for yourself. It, it's easier but if you're a single asylum seeker uh, it's really difficult. The new law which is coming into force this year from April, each council 
they are um, responsible, uh, they, they are going to answer back if they are supporting any single asylum seekers, refused asylum seekers, which they used to easily by now uh, saying that this person has got care needs. The care needs are defined now only if that person cannot move, cannot even walk from their sitting area to the kitchen. That person have got care needs. But if those people, they are seeing those people coming and collecting their cash, they have no issue. No one needs to accompany them to come and collect their weekly allowance or anything. They have no care needs. The first time when I uh, was facing uh, to go to uh, the hospital, uh, when uh, my daughter, I don't know, suddenly she faint and uh, I need to uh, book the ambulance and call them. They came. They took us from home till hospital and we wait so long until that process ended. They asked us to go in the room. When doctor saw her, finally uh, he had um, suggested it's nothing serious. He can't go back to home. But he was very poorly, wasn't very well. And uh, from that way, I asked, I was asylum seeker, and uh, you know about the budget, about the money, just they give us uh, for one week for eating and drinking, nothing extra else. From the other side, when I ask them and request them for the, again, for the car or ambulance something, because it was late night, it was about one or two o'clock at night, they rejected, they said, no, we are not uh, responsible for that uh, way. You can go by yourself. And I didn't have money to book a taxi. I, I didn't understand what I should do. And my child, full of, uh, uh, all body was so hot and she cried. I didn't understand what I should, what should I do? I didn't know and I cried in hospital, everybody went this way and that way and look at me, just I cried quietly and I, I didn't know what I should, what should I do? And I told her, please force yourself, let's go, let's walk. The buses didn't work at that time at night and we walked till home. I never forget that time. And th that time was really, really hard for me and for my daughter. It was like 45 minutes walk from hospital to home. It, it is my really bad experience of health service. And it, it, it is difficult for asylums mm -hmm. because they give us uh, like a specific amount of money to spend during the week, mm -hmm. which is the till end of the week, the money is finished as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, we need to buy food, drink, everything mm -hmm. for children. I have been in hospital once. I took all my three children with myself because nobody was to uh, look after them. Mm -hmm. And in the hospital, they not allow children to be a their mom. I didn't know what, what should I do. They were staying with me for two, three hours. And then because of children, I couldn't stay the whole night. And I came home with my children. For the next night, I went back to hospital because 
I needed. And uh, again, the same things. I stayed for two, three hours, and they uh, sent me home because of my children. So there was nobody to look after my children, and I didn't know anybody to ask them for help and right. like that. But you didn't know. Is there is there now places where you could get help from? But in uh, uh, in daytime, yes. But at night time, still, I think uh, some problem with the people, which is hasn't got anybody to look after their children. Night time, everybody try to stay away from. But daytime, some organization you can get help and they uh, you can take children to there and uh, they say okay. But night time, everybody goes home and nobody take responsibility for it and it's still still the problem is still the same. I think so. What 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 do you think? It's uh, I have I'm going one time with my daughter. Uh, she's poorly and I'm take from hospital in ambulance. And um, at that time, ambulance take my all children with me. Uh, not at uh, that time, I'm poor. My ch- girl is poor. But when I'm stay all night in hospital, but the that time the doctor give good response. They give to uh, ex- one separate room for my kids, and they said if you are uh, stay with your this daughter and. I have available two days bed if your children want to lay down and sleep overnight here. Realities is produced by Community Arts Project Northeast for the Transnational Radio Encounters Project. The music is Crossing Many Hills by the Crossings Band. 